Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Into the open field. Leonard Fournette is going to go the distance. He went 75 yards. Jaguars digital. Jaguars digital. Jaguars drive time. Brian Sextexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars drive time starts right now. Welcome into Jags Drive Time Friday morning, week one of full drive time, almost complete practice. Is that why I'm tired? Yeah, I think it is. Practice is underway currently inside the stadium. We heard from Doug Marone earlier this morning. Todd Wash, after practice, you can tune into that on Jaguars.com and Jaguars social media. But before that, we have drive time to talk about. Here we are. Here we are. Happy Friday. It's been a long week, full of camp, repetition, John laughed, at, John laughed at this the other day, but this is the hardest week of training camp, yeah. and, and, and not for us, for the players, because you're not getting to the end of the week, and the payoff isn't a game. Mm-hmm. Um, Monday, there will be the practice sessions against the Ravens, Monday and Tuesday, and then the game on Thursday of next week. But this is that week where you have to be mentally tough if you're a player and a coach, uh, because you have a lot of work to get done, and you have to do it until you get it right. I mentioned the other day that John Filippo has mm-hmm. been intermittent with the 5 a.m. workout that we do together. <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, no, I don't either. He was there this morning, though. Good for you, John. Uh, and he probably feels better right now doing it. But it's that, hey, I got to work out in the morning. I'm going to go home and get some more sleep. Or it's the, I got to get this done, you know, and I got to do it again until I get it the way it's supposed to be, even if that means I don't get any sleep. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between the good and the great. People who are watching may have read the book, Good to Great. That's what those guys are doing. Players, coaches, they're working towards being great, even when good would be good enough and certainly would feel better at some point. And you think about the grind of this week, and it's not just the players and the coaches. I mean, the athletic training staff, the equipment staff. So many people go into this production of having practice every single day, especially early mornings. I know one of the athletic trainers, Cassie, who I was talking to, she said they got here at 4 a.m. Yeah. Every day this week. And the funny thing is, is that you get used to it. And that that regular routine of here's what I do at four, at five, at five forty five, at, you know, nine oh nine when we're on this show, whatever it may be. The routine is comforting. But for these people who've been away for five or six weeks, you know, they get their vacation all in a concentrated block in in June and July. And then you jump right back into it. uh, It can be a shock to your system. But by the time you get to September and October, oh, that's just It's it's what we do. 4 a.m., that's late. Let's sleep in. You've never done morning radio, have you? No. Yeah. 4 a.m. is just, it's something. This is morning radio to me. 9 o'clock oh is. <laughs> the younger generation, Joe Fortunato across the, the studio <laughs> shaking his head. He's done morning radio. All right, let's get in to big things. Big thing one is rookies rise. We've been really impressed with the rookie class so far in training camp from Josh Allen to Ryquel Armstead to Juwan Taylor. They're definitely holding their own and impressing us during training camp. Big thing, too, is tight ends. We'll get to this later, but an impact the tight end room with Josh Oliver, the draft pick, suffered what Doug Marone is calling a hamstring injury, unsure of when he will be back. But he's someone that's impressed us during camp, along with Jeff Swain. But Doug Marone did say that he feels really good about the tight end room right now. And big thing, three, is the injury report. It's quite the report after yesterday. Quincy Williams, linebacker, out four to six weeks, has to get surgery on his knee. And then Doug Marone did mention this morning that Josh Oliver has suffered a significant hamstring injury, he calls it. Not sure when he will be back, but it does definitely does not sound good, Brian. 
Uh, I don't know much about Josh Oliver. I, I do know a little something about the meniscus after uh, after Miles Jack showed up a few years ago. And uh, back to the aforementioned workout, there's a doctor from Mayo that I talked to about the meniscus. And he said, you know, it's not a big deal if you handle it right away. Mm-hmm. It's if you let it go that all of a sudden it becomes something that you have to, to mess with, which is why they jump right into this thing now. And they are they're dealing with it. They'll fix it. And I said, does four to six weeks sound right? And he said, four weeks sounds just about right. And Doug said yesterday that he believed that he would be ready to go when the regular season opens here on, what is it, the 8th mm-hmm. of September against Kansas City. So, you know, that's four or five weeks away. Should be ready to go. Um, we'll go right there because Quincy Williams is a guy that I have marveled at. Mm-hmm. We were here sitting in these seats watching the TV up on the wall when Quincy Williams was drafted. Yep. And Daniel Jeremiah moved the sticks podcast. Draft expert. And yes. he's very good. Says, I don't know anything about this kid, right? And we're like, well, that doesn't sound good. Right. Uh, but the more that we dug in on him, the more we were impressed with his credentials, brother, the third overall pick, junior Olympic swimming champion, you know, smart kid. Of all the rookies, he has been the one that has been most impressive, consistently sure. impressive. Um, maybe that's because our expectations were lower for him, but. He plugged in with the ones during OTAs and has been there ever since. He made a play the other day, and John and I both went, whoa, did you see that? Mm -hmm. Where he read the guard, knifed into the backfield, and blew the play up. It was a running play from the backside. He blew it up before it ever got to the line of scrimmage. Well, that's rare. A second or third year player, if they do that, you're like, wow, that guy's coming. A guy from Murray State? Hold on a sec. Is he supposed to be able to do that? So the news of the meniscus is a bummer. It is. Because you would assume that had he been able to stay healthy, he would have kept getting better. Mm-hmm. If, if that's his starting point with this defense and that front in front of him working with Miles, he'll only get better. Well, I mean, it's not like he's not going to eventually get better, but this, this slows his progress. Big time. And this um, is the time to get better. Right. You, you'll hear him talk about mental reps and, and the coaches talk about him being engaged in the classroom. But it isn't the same as the muscle memory that comes with, here's what we do. Right. And here's where I go. And here's how I take on a block. Uh, you know, you're getting a Kansas City team that will come in here on opening day with a sophisticated scheme um, with Andy Reid, who will attack a rookie linebacker. Mm-hmm. And now you're asking him to get back up to speed. It, it might be too much to ask of him. Right. However, it wasn't too much to ask that he be, becomes and looks like a starter mm-hmm. in training camp. No, we were super confident in that. And it is a bummer because I was talking to Tony Baselli actually, and he was saying when he came into training camp and he missed some of training camp, these reps are so important right now to be ready for that opening week. So it is a bummer, but he did say, if you're going to get hurt, this is the time to get it hurt. It is the time. And, and you know, the thing that compounds it is third-round picks are gold, right? If you follow the draft at all, you know that third-round picks are the sweet spot. That's where you find guys who are either starters or will develop into starters, and they work at a fixed price. What's a better example of that than Unique Ngakwe, mm-hmm. who in his fourth year with 29 and a half sacks is playing for $2 bucks, right? That's the sweet spot in the draft. We have two third-round picks, both of whom have impressed so far. Quincy Williams that we just talked about, and Josh Oliver, who, again, coming from San Jose State, you know, who is this guy? What do we know about him? And we know what we've seen, and that is a big body, Long arms, big hands, an accomplished receiver, a guy who understands the passing game, who's comfortable in the middle of the field or, you know, the picture frame playing at the back of the end zone. Well, now you hear a hamstring injury. Well, I mean, we know enough about Leonard Fournette from last year to understand. Those are complicated. Could it, could it be a two-week thing? Yeah, it could be a two-week thing. Could it turn into a 10-week thing? 
Could it turn into an all-season-long kind of thing? Yeah, we don't know. All dependent on how it's handled. And yeah. the question's going to be asked, you know, how far is Josh? How far is Josh? Well, it's a good thing we've been talking about Jeff Swaim mm-hmm. and the veteran who came in from Dallas and how well he's been playing recently because we're going to talk a lot about him now. It was a position, I don't want to say they gambled by going to the third round, right? Because Josh Allen was too good to, to pass up, and they passed up on TJ Hawkinson to take Josh Allen, mm-hmm. which meant that in the third round they were taking Josh Oliver. Now, now all of a sudden you're thinking, do I, do I have enough depth there? Mm-hmm. Do I have what I need there? You better. We talked about what is it going to take for Ben Koyak to make the team the other day. This may be it. Yeah. Right? Ben Koyak or James O'Shaughnessy. Mm-hmm. Because we know how much Nick Foles loves throwing to the tight ends. Yeah. And you go back to the draft and we were saying how they have to pick a tight end probably the first or second round. And when they didn't, you think, eh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right. Yeah. Well, and this may be something where they're looking. Now they keep four, right? And he starts the season either on pup. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, designated a return, depending on what his issue is with the hamstring. The fact that they can't tell you anything tells you that they're being cautious with the, you know, with the Fournette in the recent rearview mirror. It doesn't sound real good. No. And we know how cautious Doug Marone is being, especially now when we know what the hamstring can cause. It's funny. You know, the other day we had, what, was it yesterday that we talked about, you know, what's wrong two days ago? I was just thinking that. You know, there's it's nothing like knock wrong, on wood. Right? Yeah, here we go. Everything was great. But that, that's training camp. Yeah. No, happens. you knew it was going to come. Uh, the weekend, guys have been through the grind. And it's, it's, it's probably worth reminding people that, yes, they practice for two hours. But then they come in and they have meetings and they lift. Mm-hmm. They have media time and they eat. And then they have a walkthrough. And then they have more meetings. I mean, the day is long. It's not as long as it was two years ago because they've built more rest time in. But it wears you down mentally and physically. And so over the course of a week or two, you're going to have guys that just, they're going to need a break. Yep. Well, these guys are getting it now. Apparently, John needs a break. We're not sure where he is. But he's He's, coming. We think. He's out in the practice field. But is he paying attention or is he talking? (laughs) That's the real question. All right, when we come back on Jags Drive Time, some he will, he won't, he might from training camp on the Jaguars Digital Network. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. When you hear... 
Think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations, Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership, at your home, or at work. Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. Welcome back to Jags Drive Time Friday morning and time for He Will, He Won't, He Might. Now, this is normally going to be a Friday segment during the season, so we decided we're going to do a little training camp edition sure. of He Will, He Won't, He Might. Let's do it. I think I hear John Osher coming in, but I couldn't be mistaken. Well, he, he will come in eventually. Uh, with his straw hat. He here, won't have his proper Here comes on, that man. And he might be good. Okay, so you're going to go first or you want me to? <laughs> I'm go first. I'm distracted okay. by John's straw hat. He will, he won't, he might for me is Ryquel Armstead. He will be a great number two option behind Leonard Fournette. He has a similar running style to Leonard Fournette. They took him in the draft because of that violent, aggressive. A few days ago during training camp, he ran right into Quincy Williams, popped him and took his helmet off. Definitely electrified the crowd and we saw firsthand the type of running style he has. He won't be a guy that you want to hang out with and go to lunch with. After talking to him a few times in the locker room and doing some interviews, he definitely has somewhat of a harsh personality, and that's exactly what you want with a running back like this. And he might be the guy that is able to carry the load just in case Leonard Fournette does get hurt. I think it's a great number two option. He's definitely impressed us have during camp. Have to do it. We've said it for the last year. You cannot have a Leonard Fournette as your feature back and not have something similar to him in the backfield. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Who is he similar to is what I want to know. Uh, because that style doesn't merit. It, Leonard Fournette will not start 16 games. I, ever in his career. Nope. He won't. When you run like Earl Campbell, you won't. And we go back to last year, time and time again, especially during the offseason, said, why didn't they go and get a running back with the style of Leonard Fournette? They finally did it. They learned their lesson. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'll go next. Right. Are you okay with that? Or? I just can't look at you. Right. Okay. Well, it's not just sunglasses. <laughs> Get rid of that one shot, Max. It's Juwan Taylor. Uh, Juwan will be the uh, the starting right tackle on opening day. About that, there can be no doubt. Uh, he won't play like a rookie. Uh, he might be the best offensive lineman they have. When you look at this guy, when you watch him play, he is so clearly a pro. He is smart he is tough he has great leverage he understands what they want him to do um i think linder's been a very good center uh i think andrew norwell has made himself into a a very good guard uh cam robinson has all kinds of potential but when i watch juan taylor even though he's running with the twos right now i think i'm watching the best offensive lineman they have all right prime time take it away i am prime time and um I believe I went with Gardner Minshew here. No. Oh. No. You, you said Terrell Pryor. <laughs> Terrell Pryor. Well, uh, I have something to say about DJ Chark real fast, too, because he just had a catch out outside that is everything that we've all been talking about, what he might be able to do. He's down the left sidelines, Foles throws in the ball. He goes up. He high points it over the defender, 33-yard pass. Um, if DJ Chark is that, which we've all seen signs of him throughout training camp, mm-hmm. uh that's what they drafted him for, that deep ball athleticism. 
uh, and it was in sort of a live situation. So I thought that was a good sign. Uh, if I had the time, I would probably change the DJ chart. But uh, Terrell Pryor will – he's going to get an opportunity to make this team. Um, when he was first signed, I think there was a thought of, well, what is he really? Are you taking a chance on a guy? He, uh, but he's going to have a chance. He won't be their one, the two, the three. He's not going to be the main guy. But as you look at him, and especially as you see when he's on the field with the twos with uh, Minshew – and there's some rhythm there, he might be a guy who can fill a role for him. He might be a guy who can step in and be that red zone target, that third down target, and be reliable enough that you trust it if other guys are injured that he can step up into the role. The question, Brian, I'm sure you're thinking is, well, can he play special teams? How's he going to fit? But um, a Keenan... The, the wide receivers coach, Keenan McCardell, has talked enough about liking a variety of options in the room. Without prior, they don't really have that guy. So you wonder if somewhere they're going to figure out a way to keep him. I think he can play special teams. I, I don't know how well, mm-hmm. but I think he's a guy that you can put out there. He's got that length. He's not going to be DJ Chark, who is, you know, and, and people, they don't watch special teams close enough to understand that that gunner is such a critical position. Mm-hmm. And when you watched him last year as a rookie, he made plays. The one he made in Houston uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, if you don't have that, Ooh. then all of a sudden Special teams the returner a has seven or eight yards that are given. He got down there right. in, in the face of the, of the, uh, the punt return. Mm-hmm. He was the and, first one there and, every and, single time. And he pulled back in Houston, if you recall, and forced a fumble. Yeah. Jaguars only got a field goal out of it because the offense was so inept last year at that point of the season. But... He put them in a situation where they could have grabbed an early lead, mm-hmm. and you know games change on plays like that. So, Pryor's a guy who's got the length, and he's again he's not a burner, but he's got enough ability to get off the mm-hmm. line of scrimmage and do some stuff. So yeah. we'll see. Touchdown from Minshew yesterday. He's going to have to play special teams. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. When we come back, now that John has joined us, we're going to have some ozone snapshot. His his outfit's just first class today. In addition to the millions we save them every year. If you- when you hear, think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval is the home of the real deal. No hype, no gimmicks, no haggle. Just a real fast, real friendly experience online and at the dealership. With five area locations Ford, Honda, Acura, Subaru, and now Chevrolet, you can be sure Duval delivers on price, Duval delivers on service. Schedule your test drive today at the dealership. At your home or at work, Duval delivers to you because the closest Duval dealer is in your driveway. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. 
Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. The Ozone. Training camp, 2019. I don't know whether you're staying in character or caricature, but you are you. You are prime time. When I think of prime time, I think of that man in this outfit. I don't. Got some questions to answer. Got some practice to watch. We're ready. Just trying to I just wish job. it was, I wish training camp could go on and on. I know. I know. It seem it's like your it does favorite go on and on to you. type. No, it does to me. All right. Let's start Ozone with a Quincy Williams question. Would you expect Quincy Williams to start week one of the regular season, even if his injury is healed? That's a lot of practice time to miss. Also, did Josh Oliver get hurt? Uh, yes, Josh Oliver did get hurt, and it sounded from what Doug told the media this morning that that could be a while. That, that's not a great thing. Uh, in terms of Quincy Williams, the thought from Doug on his radio show last night, they're hoping to get him back by week one. Uh, my impression so far... If, if that happens, maybe he doesn't start week one just because you've been out, you want to get a guy back. But, Brian, I don't think it'll be very long. If this is it and he's back by around that first part of September, it's not going to be very long after that uh, before he's in the starting lineup. He's their starter. Though. He is. And if he picks up where he left off, in other words, when they put him back on the practice field, if, if he looks good, mm-hmm. he'll start because he's better than everyone else behind him. Yeah, my only point with that is get maybe that Reed first week, Mahomes if you're and... trying to get a guy back and you're not sure about the, uh, you know, the knee that first back, but he's as soon so as much. he's a hundred percent, he's back in the lineup because that's just how it's going to be. My answer to the question is is that if if he's physically ready to go, right. he's your best option. Absolutely, just get him out there. All right, let's go to Harris from Duval. What's going on, oh bro? What is your opinion on how Taven Bryan has been performing this offseason? Is he making the necessary strides or showing more consistency to make us believe he will not end up as a bust? I understand that we have good depth in front of him, but still. Well, it's an important question that I don't have the answer to yet. Um, <laughs> it's only two or three days of padded practice. It's, it's tough to me to see a defensive tackle to really know how he's doing because so much is once the lights go on, is, is he shedding blocks? Is he doing the things that you have to be able to do when you're playing starting level guards every week and uh, that through the course of 60 plays in a game what kind of impact do you make and I've seen plays where I thought he looked okay in one-on-one pass drills I've seen plays where he got thrown around in one-on-one pass drills Um, so I guess the answer to this one is it's way too early to tell, but he sure needs to look better than he did last season. He's a tough guy to read because he's – Goofy's not the right, the right word, but you've known him a long time. He's, like, he's a little goofy too. Quirky, him, I mean. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, goofy, quirky. Um, I've seen him, as you mentioned, where you're like, wow, okay, that's why they took him in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then you see him disappear right. in plays. And, um, he sort of walks around, and I, I, I know what you're saying, Brian, with a little bit of a casual, detached attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know – I, I tend to try not to judge a guy on that because I don't know what he's like in meetings. 
No, I don't. I don't know, know what I don't know what he's like in the field. You want to see a sense of urgency about it though, because he plays a right. critical position with Malik gone. Right, right, because you knew what you were going to get from. Right, Malik but just Jackson. because I'm seeing a guy walk down the hallway like he's chill, doesn't mean that he's not working his butt off in the meeting. So I just right. don't want to prejudge based on the fact he's a little goofy. Yeah. I guess it's hard for me to get a read on him. I right. don't know that it's judging mm-hmm. him other than trying to figure out exactly where he's at. Uh, we'll find out next week. He's going to sure. get a chance, you know, yeah. working against the Ravens line to show us when you go and do these, you know, inter-team workouts, when you're up there, your pride's on the line, mm-hmm. you know, more so than practice where you can kind of let a play slip or slide here or there. Next week, it's going to be, it's going to be real. Both sets of cameras are going to be on you, not just the Jaguars. The Ravens are looking at it too. So that'll give us a more true indication of where he's at. Yeah. When you think of draft picks, we get it all the time. The question, what about Taven Bryan? He really has at times just gone completely unnoticed. I still, and I realize it's a, it's a different world, but when John and I were growing up following this league, first round picks were not thought of as being instant contributors, mm-hmm. right? People didn't judge after one year whether well, a first round pick. Well, particularly Bryan late in the first round. This is not a top 10 pick. This right. was almost a second round pick. So it, it's a little different. The urgency is a little different, and it's expected. Well, to take I remember a the longer. day when any first-round pick was a hey, what can we get out of him as rookie year? But you didn't look at him as being an instant starter. Correct. So I, I look at this guy and realize you know he's coming from Florida. The system is different. They're asking him to play different positions. I still think there's an evolution, especially to a defensive lineman, to an interior lineman on either side of the ball. I don't expect him to be a star. I expect him to show star qualities this right. year. Definitely improve. All right, let's wrap it up with Matt from Section 133. Does the CBA or player contract language, whichever we're referring to when we talk about Ngakwe. I'll save you here, Slane. You have to yeah, go through the whole this thing. This is a long This one. is basically asking <laughs> if unique Ngakwe, there's the 30-day deadline we've all been talking about. And a, and a few fans have asked, well, what if he reports? Because he has to report before 30 days to accrue a season for free agency. So it gets a little complex to explain. This question asks, could he just show up for that 30-day deadline and then leave or, uh, or show up for a week? The wording in the CBA, which is really wordy, it's, it, it's legalese, he has to show up and he has to be a member of the team playing. And if he gets hurt, obviously that's a different thing, but he has to basically act like a normal player to still accrue the season for, for free agency. He can't show up in the Brinks truck, <laughs> sign something, and then go home. That's not what it is. He has to be playing. Well, and the fine schedule says that he has to keep playing because what is it, $40,000 a day, something yeah. like that, if you don't practice? That's like Schlin money. So yeah. he could come Every to day. practice He could come practice one day and then not come the next. That's forty grand. Right. I, 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 I don't care how much money you make, $40,000 right. to take a few hours off is stupid. But yeah. even so with if he's that, showing up, like he's that coming to practice. That all could theoretically be rescinded and all that stuff. But – yeah, but they're not going to rescind it if he shows right. up to just to get to that 30-day window, and then the next day says, well, I'm not coming today. Nor right. would I want to risk 40000 That's forty k. But even boy. beyond all that, it's in the CBA that it doesn't you wash. Come. You can't just show up. It's, so it yeah. seems logical, but it's one of those questions we're so deep into the weeds with the unique story mm-hmm. that people are coming up with, well, what if he did this? What if he did this? It's clear the 30 days, it's the first rule is about 30 days, and then there's a subsection of the rule that says, you could tell the lawyers were sitting there going, well, what if a guy did this? And they said, okay, let's put this in and make sure he can't do that too. <laughs> so it's addressed. He has to be here. Uh, I don't have a real feel when he's going to be here. I, yeah. I would think because oh, everything be points. Yeah. I mean, it would be a, it would be um, professional misconduct for his agent not to get True. him here. And right? uh, 
I don't, that may not be the right term, but it would be ineptness on the part of the agent to not drive him here personally if he says, I'm not going. Because no matter what, whether they agree to the deal that the Jaguars offer or whether they bet on themselves mm-hmm. and get into free agency next year and hit the market, um, they have to get to that point. Right. If he doesn't show up, he's still restricted. Don't be restricted. Play for the right. $2 million if you want or take their offer, but you got to be here. And the restricted part is no one is going to pay you and pay the Jaguars. And pay the Jaguars. So basically... He would be in a situation where he might be playing for about $4 million in 2020. Oh, it's bad. Which, no way he wants that. So, no he'll be here. I would guess he's here. The drama. The question I stuff. have, and we can keep going with this when he gets here, is can they make him happy? Can, can they make Unique and Gakwe happy? Right. We'll and find out. Or do they bother trying and just say, look, we know you have to play hard because yeah, we know right. that you need. And that's the hardball approach, I would think, with somebody who's given as much to the team. Well, they would try to make him happy, but in, I think in their views, they've already tried that. Well, so they, we'll right, and remember that he doesn't necessarily hit free agency next year because they can put the franchise tag right. on him, too. So there's a lot of dynamics to this game right now, but he absolutely must be here. If he's not, whoa, the agent should be fired. Mm-hmm. One thing we do know is that chip on unique shoulder is never going to leave. That's no, just who he is. Yeah, it'll never go away. All right, when we come back on Jags Drive Time, some final thoughts before Sunday the Jaguars head to Baltimore. We've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars' 25th anniversary collectible cup. Only at gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25. Then refill anytime for 99 cents. While supplies last, gate, serving up more. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. We're back, Jags Drive Time, Friday morning, wrapping up the show with some final thoughts as the team heads to Baltimore on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. They'll train with the Ravens, Wednesday day off in Baltimore, and Thursday, first preseason game. It's here. It's crazy. It's gone by so fast. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, it's just the first of four preseason games, and it's still a week away. So we're still six weeks away from the start of the regular season. There is a long road to hoe. I just want to touch on the unique Ngakwe situation one more time. Mm -hmm. We have not seen over 25 years a lot of holdouts, right? The last significant player who held out was Maurice Jones-Drew. Before that, it was Tony Brackens in the early part of the 2000s. 
And it's important to remember that it isn't personal. It's just business for both sides. Both sides have to get what's best for them. Unique Ngakwe has to take care of himself, his family, and his career. And the Jaguars have to do a deal that protects their salary structure. They have to. So I asked the question, can they make Unique Ngakwe happy? I don't know. We're go- I think it's fascinating. We're going to find out exactly where they stand when he shows up next week. I expect him to be angry. Mm-hmm. I expect him to walk around with that chip that you mentioned. Um, it's, it is not as simple as just pay the man. No. Um, it, it's, it's a complex issue because their salary cap has some key players they have to pay. And 2.0, as I've said this week, has to be the guy, the, the hub around which all the spokes work. Mm-hmm. Trains leaving on the station. Run. Get on it. Yeah, that was, that was the, the admonition to uh, Maurice Jones-Drew from New Owner Shot Khan at that time. Um, it's, pro football is about the money. It is. Uh, and, and the business side of it has to be taken care of, and Unique is doing what he thinks is best. Um, and I'm sure he knows this. He has to be here next week. That's the best thing for him mm-hmm. because it gives him a measure of freedom the next year. Now, it's important to mention because you hear people saying, well, how could he not be here? Why would he not be here? What's wrong with him? But it is it's a business. professional football. Yeah, and you hear Calais Campbell and Jalen Ramsey said, if it was up to him, right. he'd be here. He wants to be here. It's the only leverage he has, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but the leverage goes away next week. Right. So the way it's structured with rookie deals is that you are a contracted player. You don't have leverage until the end of your fourth year. He's only played three. Mm-hmm. The leverage is there for him after this year. He's trying to get what he can. Respect that. That's the business side of it. Next week's time to get in here. Uh All right. For our programming, we will have drive time Monday, Wednesday. No, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. I knew I was going to get it wrong. From Baltimore next week. From Baltimore. We'll see you then on Jags Drive Time.